Hello everyone, and welcome back to Death at the Movies. My name is Joelle Simone Anthony. I am a licensed funeral director and embalmer, and I created this podcast because I love exploring the way that death, dying, grief, and mourning are portrayed in movies, television shows, documentaries, series, and other forms of media. I love having conversations with you guys about how seeing death, dying, grief, and mourning portrayed on the big screen has either helped you to recognize your own grief, work through the grief that you're experiencing, or just have conversations about death, dying, and grief. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to have open, honest, and just reciprocal dialogue. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because instead of talking about a particular subject or topic from one particular movie, we're going to be talking about transhumanism and how it's been portrayed in movies since the time of the original Terminator. And now looking in today's modern world, we see transhumanism and technology and AI converging into our human anatomy through episodes like Netflix, Black Mirror. Technology is truly taking over our world. We live in the age of information and a lot of that information is being bought to us through various forms of AI and technological advancement. I was preparing for an interview with a company this past week and the interview the interviewer asked me what I saw next happening for death care. And I was so excited when she asked me this question because I really have given this a lot of thought. And my answer was basically that I think that technology is going to have the biggest um, impact on the death care industry moving forward. Over the past year with COVID, we've had to integrate systems, technological systems that have allowed us to do remote viewing of funerals and services signing of contracts, and just so many things that we were doing by hand or in person prior to COVID. However, I think it goes a little bit deeper in the fact that technology is becoming more integrated in our physical anatomy as human beings. This is a subject that we could go on and on about and discuss from multiple vantage points and go so deep with. However, in order to keep this conversation short, sweet, and succinct, we're going to focus on three main areas, the first of which being consciousness. Now, consciousness is defined as the state of being awake and aware of one's surroundings. And In most cases, when we talk about consciousness, we're talking about the consciousness of a living, for the sake of this conversation, human being. Now, most of what we do in today's age is done through our cell phones, our photos, our banking, our communication with loved ones. It isn't necessarily done in a physical and tangible way. However, consciously, many of our actions are performed through the use of technology. And this got me to thinking because it makes me think, well, if we can basically live our lives through our cell phones and through con- through consciously interacting digitally instead of physically and in person, which we've done most of our interaction in the past year 
the majority has been done through computers, through Zoom, through through our cell phones for not only our personal lives and with our families, but with our work and with our grocery shopping and just other shopping as well. So this got me to thinking about the effect that uploading our consciousness 100% onto the quote unquote cloud, what effect may that have on death care? And even though I haven't fully explored this thought, it made me think, well, what would be the use of the human body at that point? And let's say we are able to make the choice to opt into uploading our consciousness into some type of digital or non-physical format in order to achieve or seek out immortality, in order to regain our health, or to just give our physical bodies a break from I don't know, some type of environmental threat or something in the atmosphere that would be threatening to our physical bodies and cause the cessation of life on a physical level. However, still be able to have others access and interact with others through our consciousness in a digital form. How would death care, how would the death care professional and how would the death care industry respond to that? That would result in an influx of human bodies that have to be treated for. And I don't know if our industry has the capacity to necessarily respond to that or the trained professionals to necessarily respond to that in a on a mass level. And I know this all sounds a little bit far-fetched and a little bit sci-fi. However, art in many times imitates life and I can speak for myself being somewhat of a conspiracy theorist and believing that sometimes we're shown in television and through movies things that are going to be a part of the near or far future. For example, the Jetsons, many of the technologies that we saw introduced to us as children through the show The Jetsons are now a part of our everyday life. And in order to support this theory, I am going to point you all towards the Netflix series, Black Mirror, the sixth episode of the fourth season entitled Black Museum. So basically in this episode, the star of the episode, Nish, visits the remote Black Museum at a filling station. The proprietor, explains the backstories to the museum's crime-related artifacts, starting with a hairnet device. And in the episode, I don't want to give too much away, she basically observes a young man having to relive the experience of being electrified over and over and over again. However, This isn't a physical person. This is this individual's consciousness. So if you have not seen this episode, I would strongly suggest that you check it out on Netflix and feel free to either respond in the comment section or just let me know your thoughts online, social media at The Grave Woman. It's a very, very eye-opening episode. And we've seen this concept presented in multiple forms over the last few years. In addition to that show, I would strongly suggest that if you haven't already, check out the show Upload on Hulu. 
It is a show where those who have passed away get to choose their version of heaven or afterlife that their consciousness gets to experience prior to their death. So it just makes me wonder why are why are these things being presented to us? They started off with things like the Jetsons and now we're seeing technology being integrated almost into the afterlife and the death experience, which is to me very interesting. The second area that we're going to explore is the effect of nanotechnology on the human body. As we know, nanotechnology is an amazing science that's being explored that is helping us live longer, is helping scientists and medical professionals be able to access part of our parts of our bodies and basically heal and repair parts of our bodies that they have never been able to do before. There's actually a company out there um, called the Crinogenic Center, if I'm not mistaken, where they practice cryonics. And cryonics is basically the use of nanotechnology that is going to be implemented on a person that has, I don't want to say passed away because they don't believe that the person is actually dead, but a person whose life and vital, vital systems in life are no longer sustaining physical life. And nanotechnology is hoped to be used to basically allow these individuals to resume life at some point in the future and also resume consciousness at some point in the future. I had the opportunity to interview a gentleman in the desert in New Mexico a few years ago while attending a space burial, and he really broke things down for me. And if you'd like, you can check out You can check out the episode on my YouTube channel entitled Cryonic Suspension, Death Meets Technology. And you can hear this individual talk about chronogenic therapy and what he believes is going to happen to his body once he is, quote unquote, passed away, not passed away. It was a very interesting conversation and I don't want to take up too much time here talking about it, but please make sure you check that out on my YouTube video. So the last and final thing that I want to talk about is how are funeral professionals going to have to shift the work that we do in order to work with the technologies that will become integrated within our physical anatomy. Right now in mortuary school, we're taught gross anatomy, biology, chemistry, as it relates to funeral service and death care. However, as a professional, I've seen how technologies like hip replacement, screws for different joints and heart heart monitors, are left over even after someone passes away and even after they've been cremated. We have to still dispose of this matter that has been put into our physical bodies. And with the integration of nanotechnology, I wonder if considerations are being made for how 
funeral professionals will remove these technologies, handle these technologies, be trained about these technologies that are designed to sustain and continue life in some cases indefinitely. How are we going to deal with these things as death care professionals? Are we going to be trained or have to incorporate training on nanotechnology and other technologies that are going to be inserted into our human bodies? Right now in mortuary school, other than conversations about cremation and how to properly properly dispose of biohazard materials and sometimes medical devices and technologies from the medical world. They are considered um, biohazards such as tubing that is put in the throat. That is a form of technology. Like I said, hip replacements, uh, heart monitors, things like that. But on a deeper level and on a futuristic level, how are we going to not only recognize, but how will nanotechnologies affect the embalming and preservation process Even though the human being and the body itself has died, the technology itself that is there repairing the cells and doing work within the body, does that die as well? Are there sensors on those materials and those technologies that know that life has no longer being sustained by the individual? Does that technology recognize death? And what does this look like for the death care professionals? I guess more than anything, I have more questions and I'm very interested to know your thoughts and your opinions. If you're listening to this in a podcast format, p- please feel free to write me at thegravewoman at gmail.com. Comment on my social media post about this podcast episode. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I invite you to share your opinions and thoughts in the comment section. I am very curious about this. I want to know as much as I can. And even though this wasn't something that I did a lot of research on prior to recording this podcast, I'm definitely motivated now to find someone who I can have this conversation with, perhaps even in an interview format. So if you're someone who studies these technologies, who's implementing these technologies, or is very well versed in this subject, please feel free to reach out to me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, this episode is a little bit different than what we normally do here on this podcast, but I wanted to just share my thoughts and talk about how this has been portrayed in movies and how it's really going to affect us in the real world as far as being a death care professional is concerned. Also, if you have any movie suggestions that you feel are cool and kind of align with this topic, feel free to share them. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Joelle Simone Anthony. This has been the Death at the Movies podcast. I look forward to talking you. Let me try that again. I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Live life, love hard, and I'll talk to you next time.